Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 67 May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known upon earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, has blessed us. May God continue to bless us. Let all the ends of the earth revere him. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. My child, if you accept my words and treasure up my commandments within you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. If you indeed cry out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Acts chapter 15 verses 36 through 41. After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Come, let us return and visit the believers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take with them John, called Mark. But Paul decided not to take with them the one who had deserted them in Pamphyla and did not accompany them in the work. The disagreement became so sharp that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and set out, the believers commending him to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Today is heavy on prose. Um, Even the New Testament reading is just short. Um, But we have a reading from Psalms and then the one from Proverbs, subtitled The Value of Wisdom. Um, It's it's hard to uh, appreciate in a translation, English translation, but oftentimes the Hebrew um, will rhyme or there's kind of a cadence to the writing that uh, makes, makes more sense when you refer to them as hymns or songs that the congregation would sing. Um, and most translations will try and preserve the the content of these Hebraic poems and hymns and psalms and prose, um, and so we don't get the the cadence or the the kind of I don't know the, the full beauty of these um, poems and songs. Um, in fact, the Book of Psalms there's 150 of them, and they're broken into five books. 
Um, and then Proverbs is just kind of like collected wisdom. There's almost no rhyme or reason to them. Some of them are very short. Some of them are longer. Um, and they're attributed typically to Solomon and other like wise sages. Um, so there's not a whole lot of story today other than that Paul gets into a spat with Barnabas about Mark, um, who's uh, thought of the person who authored the first gospel. Um, but yeah, it's really heavy on, on prose. And you will have noticed by now that um, I don't only read from the Book of Common Prayer for the prayer section of the podcast. Sometimes I read uh, poetry and other reflections from soldiers of different eras. And it's hard also to appreciate how important language and poetry was before before World War II. So World War One and even the Civil War, um, to be like this kind of manly soldier um, and also write poetry was not uh, noteworthy. Like that was kind of, maybe not expected, but certainly not abnormal at all. Similarly with David, who's this exemplar of at least two different faiths, um, wrote or is attributed to having written a number of these psalms. And yet, you know, he's done all these badass things and uh, things we think are pretty cool, like going to war and being a commander and stuff like that. Um, And frankly, I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know why the tide turned. Um, And maybe... uh, Toward the end of World War One, according to Susan Flutie in her book Stift, um, the focus, the kind of narrative focus in society went from officers who were largely educated and I think most of the poet, poets that I've read who are soldiers, I think most of them are officers. Pretty sure Wilfred Owen and Siegfried Sassoon are, probably Robert Graves. Um, Herman Melville, um, he wrote a lot of Civil War poetry, but uh, he wasn't actually a military person. Anyway, um, the narrative kind of attention turned from officers and gentlemen to dog faces and grunts. So if you think of um, Bill Malden's uh, comic strips with Joe and... God, what's the other guy's name? Anyway, the these, you know, people who are sucking it up in the mud, that's what became cool and awesome and, you know, enviable. And that's, I mean, that's part of this, part of PPUHQ is that the focus is on the grunts, the low-level guys that are, you know, can walk through fire and like, you know, 25-mile road marches in a, in a clip and stuff like that. Um, but that wasn't always the case. Um, the The nobility of military service used to be officers and gentlemen and the educated um, elite. Um, And so, and that included people like Owen and Sassoon and uh, others. And so writing poetry was an expression of their intellect, expression of their nobility, for lack of a better word. Um, And we don't get that nearly as much by World War II because the, the change kind of begins there. Um, Bill Malden wrote uh, around the Korean War period, and you know by the World War by World War Two is kind of where that shift is. Like World War One, you get the flying aces who are all officers, um, and all the focus on the generals, and then 
by World War II, it's starting to be displaced, like Eisenhower and um, uh, Douglas and the other generals. They're still important, but we begin looking more at like you know Army Rangers and uh, Saving Private Ryan, or um, you know people much closer to the front line action is is kind of what's interesting to us. So um, yeah, I think that's. Uh, just kind of reflective of our times. Um, I don't know if it's either here nor, or there, but um, that's certainly been a decision that, that I've made in PPUHQ and in um, First Formation podcasts is not that officers and gentlemen aren't welcome, but that's it's not our focus. Um, but these short readings, of the poetry, gives us time to focus a little bit on some of uh, their writings and some of the uh, the reasons behind and, and what kind of drew them to uh, what uh, what what now today seems kind of like cute and maybe odd or something. Apologia pro poemate meo by Wilfred Owen. I too saw God through mud, the mud that cracked on cheeks when wretches smiled. War brought more glory to their eyes than blood, and gave their laughs more glee than shakes a child. Merry it was to laugh there, where death becomes absurd and life absurder. For power was on us as we slashed bones bare, not to feel sickness or remorse for murder. I too have dropped off fear, Behind the barrage, dead is my platoon, and sailed my spirit surging light and clear past the entanglement where my hopes lay strewn, and witnessed exaltation. Faces that used to curse me, scowl for scowl, shine and lift up with passion of oblation, seraphic for an hour, though they were foul. I've made fellowships, untold of happy lovers in old song, for love is not the binding of fair lips with the soft silk of eyes that look and long. By joy, whose ribbon slips, but wound with war, war's hard wire whose stakes are strong, bound with a bandage of the arm that drips, knit in the webbing of the rifle thong. I have perceived much beauty in the hoarse oaths that kept our courage straight, heard music in the silentness of duty, found peace where shell storms spouted reddest spate. Nevertheless, except you share with them in hell the sorrowful dark of hell, whose world is but the trembling of a flare, and heaven but as the highway for a shell. You shall not hear their mirth, you shall not come to think them well content by any jest of mine. These men are worth your tears, you are not worth their merriment. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, 
You can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.